Hello and welcome to episode two of Live Laundry. I am Gemma. I'm Chippy. <laughs> Chippy's laughing. Chippy's laughing. Before we've even started. It's oh, not good. Um, we had just before we start, I just want to say, we both want to say thank you for everyone for being really sweet after listening, uh, for all your comments after listening to our first ever podcast last week we were really nervous about hitting publish weren't we chip we were we were chip p is that my new one we were nervous it's a bit weird podcasting i have been asking people what they want us to talk about today because basically we ran out of topics last week we basically exhausted everything that we wanted to talk about and one thing that lots of people i know you want to talk about tiktok don't you yeah that start off my TikTok, eyes have been opened by tiktok but i okay. feel like it's really f- before we before we before we start talking about tiktok people really want us to talk about anxiety okay but let's talk about tiktok let's do uh, a TikTok bit of leads like- well into anxiety i think okay yeah because the reason i want to talk about tiktok and i it's kind of refreshing but i can see it has a dark side is that i think we were obviously I remember the start of Facebook. Do you remember the start yeah. of Facebook? No, because I was a whippersnapper. I, what? I'm younger than you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I, yeah, I remember, I'm a late developer. Oh, well, because I was on MySpace. Oh, no, I wasn't on that. Yeah, I was on MySpace. And I remember when people were like, eh, this is... And then Friends Reunited. Do you remember Friends Reunited? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then I remember everyone being like, eh, this is me thinking of Facebook. And even then, I was a bit like, Oh, I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm done. I've got MySpace, Friends Reunited. But yeah. so then I remember the start of Facebook. And Facebook, now I use it a lot for work mm-hmm. and a lot for, for your, for Team Tom and things. Yeah. But before all of that happened, I was about to close my account. And the only reason I kept my account is. It had just loads of cool photos of my wedding that I didn't take and stuff like that, you know. So for the photos, I really liked it. But I didn't really like Facebook. But now I use mm. it for for work. And so I have to know all about the algorithms and blah, 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 all of that. And then Instagram came along and Instagram was great. Pre, yeah. Pre-algorithm, when you just saw what people... Oh, sorry. Did you just... Sorry, stop. Did you just hear that beep? Yeah, but that's all right. Okay. You could okay, switch so, sorry, everybody. That's just Mike telling me he loves me. I've just oh, muted God, none of us need that. <laughs> Go on, carry on. But so Instagram turned up, and when it first started, and it was literally like Gemma's just posted a picture, so you're going to see it rather than mm-hmm. Gemma's posted a picture at three in the afternoon, so we're going to hide it. Um, be- before all of that kicked off, Instagram was just lovely and it was really nice people. And that, I think that's what happens is when social media starts it's full of lovely people and then it gets bigger. And so obviously the amount of people using it gets bigger and then it becomes a bit judgy and horrible. Like Twitter, Twitter used to be well, really I think, nice. I think that, that I think there becomes a tipping point where it changes from being a truly social platform to people realizing that they can use it for commercial. Yeah. Games. And people and keyboard warriors realizing that they can, sit in their house and voice their opinion about people's weight and stuff with fear of yeah, you know, I think Insta- so, from what I can remember Instagram used to be was really lovely oh, and it was so just nice. literally pictures of people 
with their breakfast and like people's, on a beach yeah people's lives and it wasn't like you didn't have to be thin and it didn't and have to be filtered then it became like the wild west when people realized how much potential it had to be to monetize to monetize the platform yeah and with that you then get people who resent the monetizing of the platform yeah and it's the same with twitter i didn't really mention twitter because twitter is harder to monetize mm. but twitter used to be lovely and twitter used to be tiny and it used to be quite because i used to work in publishing it was quite kind of because it's words it was people who were into words if that makes sense <laughs> no it makes total sense and so yeah it was quite, and people had to be concise yeah and so certain... and that was quite fun and it was and and then it it all went down the, the hellhole so but someone i was watching a work training and this woman who was like you need to get on tiktok you need to get you need to stop being scared of tiktok and i was like i'm done with social media i just i've got to worry about instagram i've got to worry about facebook and so every time my kids say something funny i'll put that on twitter that's all i use twitter for um and i was just like no i don't want tiktok i don't want tiktok but this woman persuaded me. She was like, go and just go and check it out. If you think you're too old for TikTok, you're not. Just go and check it out. Now, one thing about Instagram that's driven me mad, as you will know, and loads of people know, is that I can't get the music on my stories. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with music. And mm-hmm. and I felt I got it for a week when they first launched not necessarily, it. Not necessarily obsessed with good music. <laughs> I, I, I'm not obsessed with 80s dancey music. No. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with 80s pop, like some. No. But um, so, it used, so I had it for a week. I remember the blissful week where they launched Instagram music and I had it and it was literally like someone had answered my dreams and then they took it away from me. And TikTok, you can put it on your Instagram stories. So it's like a way for me to get music on my Instagram stories, which I love. But also, I feel so, and I know I'm not old for to be on there, but I feel so old and I don't care about it. So I'm just there having a really nice time. Yeah, but. And so I naively was like, everyone's here just having a really nice time. Yeah. But there's yeah. two things that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. One, I think I'm just having a really nice time because there's 30 people following me and I haven't had a horrible comment yet. Yeah. And two, one thing I can I can spend I could spend a day on TikTok. You can just swipe. I was watching something and I can't remember what it was. It was um it was something to do with social media. It was on on TV this week, just gone, and it was like the algorithms are produced on lots of different social platforms, but you can see it in particular on TikTok to be addictive. Mm. So like they just get you to keep scrolling because yeah. you just keep on scrolling and they are basically I um I lots of people know that I rent a desk in a local letting agent <laughs> because I needed to get out of the house um and I was in the office the other day and one of the ladies had just downloaded TikTok and and then she came back the Monday after and so I've had to I've had to take it off my phone because I've literally I've wasted hours watching teenagers do this dance yeah yeah <laughs> do the same dance think, over and over again i think what yeah and it's quite what also what i've, I've realized what i like about it is 
I guess kind of what was really good about YouTube when it first started um, was that it's normal people doing amazing things. Well, the stuff that TikTok's showing me, because I'm in, quite into like um, the gymnastics bit. Well, you see, this is where I think, this is where I think it gets really weird because the tick, from what I know quite a lot about the Instagram, I'm a bit of an Instagram algorithm nerd. Yeah. Right? Any like Instagram algorithm video on YouTube, I've watched it. Yeah. Right? The Instagram algorithm changes all the time. Yeah. Right? That's but the same the TikTok, with Facebook. Yeah. But I don't really, for some reason, that's never on my radar. But the TikTok algorithm seems so much more sophisticated because you only have to, if you, if you scroll by immediately, it won't show you any more videos of that type. Yeah. Right. So I did like an experiment and the only videos I am seeing are people um, lip syncing to friends quotes um, <laughs> I just haven't seen any of that. See, this is what I mean. I've literally seen no except for I'm... Lou doing it, which is amazing. Yeah, two two dads in London. Yeah, though. our friend though. Yeah, so it's um, it it the algorithm seems so sophisticated. Like you only have to watch a couple of the same type of video, and that's what you're. Which I thought was really positive. And I click on the happy stuff and the stuff that makes you feel good and the stuff that you want to see. That is what Facebook's going to show you. And so she said, I love Facebook because now I open my Facebook and it's got everyone that I love, everyone that is really positive, amazing coaches that make me feel pumped up and good. And that's what I see. I see happy dog stuff, you know, happy dog gets rehomed. That's what I'm seeing. And I started doing that. And that's the same now. I open my Facebook and I see like cats being silly. And yeah, I don't see any of the horrible celebrity stuff you are 10 minutes in well that's really interesting and, and i feel like of... tiktok's good for that because but i guess that if you're watching the negative mm. then very quickly it just shows you a hell of a lot of negative yeah and i think i think it, it and it all of a sudden it's on there quite quickly yeah, it, pop it populates your algorithm quite quickly yeah. because and there was and one hours go by, by. There was this one um, TikToker, TikTokian. What do you call them? <laughs> I wish it was TikTokian, but I feel like that makes Tick us seem really old. TikToker, TikToker called Camilla someone. Right, she's got twenty nine million followers <gasps> on TikTok. I didn't even know there's that many people in the world. So she. I bet um, she's jealous of my 37. I think she's like 16. She's American. She's like 16. She's a professional dancer. That's a lot. Um, but as far as I am aware, you can't really... This, it, <clears throat> not yet anyway. I mean, you could do a sponsored TikTok for a brand. A brand could sponsor you to do a TikTok. But it just wouldn't, didn't, wouldn't seem to fit in, really. But, so I'm kind of like, why are these people wasting their time on TikTok? And I'm like, oh, it's because they're there just to purely have fun. As opposed yeah. to like some people on Instagram who are literally there, this, you know, it's their job. It's yeah. their job to show up every day, look really nice in an outfit. And oh, I'm going to go down. I'm not going to talk about that. I'll be ranting for hours. Responses <laughs> are so fast. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like you've got like, the average TikTok is what, 15 seconds long? Yeah. yeah. Some of those dancers are so quick and they're really talented. They're really good. You can tell some of these kids, because they are kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into it. 
and yeah. it they make it look really easy and then they edited it they edit it and it just looks really good yeah. and I think that's the appeal because there's a little bit of talent behind it you know there's a little bit more talent than you know pouting with a filter yes sitting on Instagram that's it it's like you have to or I don't know I've just seen some really empowering uh, but what will happen plus now size that... women doing amazing dance moves that but what will happen men's... now is because we're on it the olders yeah or the kids are we will gonna do ruin one. it yeah we'll ruin it for the kids oh. <laughs> no i don't want to ruin it for the kids i'm but, just I mean, there I doing I my know, bad makeup i don't know if you've noticed that like on instagram quite a lot of instagrammers have been pulled into tiktok because it's seemingly such a refreshing platform. Yeah. Um, and then we'll ruin it for everyone. But they, they like, all the kids on there are calling us boomers. Like, if you're over 30 on TikTok, they call you a boomer. Do they know what that means? Well, I, I had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I'm not a boomer. No, you're not a boomer. You're a Generation X. Yeah. Gen Sexy. X. I... <laughs> I'm a millennial by one year. Suck on that, TikTok. <laughs> Maybe you should do an educational video on what a definition of a boomer, Generation X. Oh, shall I do that? Now I've worked out how to do the text thing. <laughs> They'll love that. That will go but, down really well. This leads me quite nicely, what you just said, in something that I wanted to talk about. And when you said about not clicking on things that you didn't want to see mm. on um, any type of social media because how that tells the algorithm how to populate your feed tomorrow yeah. and the next day and the next day and the next day you're basically giving instructions to the algorithm right yeah now um every, so the whole of instagram was it's i think it's been a bit of a weird couple of weeks um everyone's sort of had their eyes open not that they didn't have their eyes open to trolling and online bullying but i think it's um, really shocked people how they're by seemingly clicking on a innocent link to maybe a gossip site or mm. an online online clickbait article. They are then feeding a different type of algorithm, mm -hmm. which might belong to a larger press, you know, company or whatever, mm -hmm. and. It's just feeding that online circle of hate and co yeah. basically commercializing hate. The first ever experience of um, negativity online came from a male online article about me. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was the first time I went on Good Morning Britain and like within half an hour, because you have to, you have to remember obviously the Daily Mail, the, the Mail Online, any online news thing, Whatever thing mm. I'm, I'm very yeah. eloquent today um has to it's fast it's fast moving they have to consistently update their content so yeah. they're, they're looking for anything to write about well done you're halfway through keep going that cup of tea is in sight or something else will happen so i'd been on air what about it was about quarter to eight in the morning that it went live um on Good Morning Britain, I was literally on telly for three minutes, my first ever, like, first ever one that I did. Mm -hmm. And then within half an hour, it was on the Daily Met because I was talking about organised Christmas. And within half an hour, the headline was, is this the smuggest mum in Britain? And like, <gasps> do you not remember? 
No, I think that I was don't pre... Think we, yeah, I think it was pre-you and I working together. Because we only... The we, only reason that we got in contact was because I happened to watch something of yours when you had a cold and you made a Friends reference. And I was yeah. like, that is literally my favourite Friends episode ever. <laughs> so and the, that's the producer... how we started talking. And you'd already been on Yeah, so TV the producer stuff. phoned me up and she said... Whatever you do, don't read, don't read the mail online. Okay, well, straight to the mail online. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to go so much. And the headline was really clickbaity. The actual article itself was really quite balanced, right? Mm. There was nothing actually wrong in the article. I just had an issue with the fact that they chose the most unflattering photo in the world. But the comments underneath, I had, I bet she's bad in bed. Um, mm. She probably. Um, if, if I knew her in real life, I'd report her to the social services. Why? And how they got to that from me starting Wanted to be a bit organised about Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, Heaven well, forbid, what, Gemma, you should spend December with your children. What, 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 what surprised me was that I actually thought it was quite funny because I thought, all well, these people don't know me. The person who had the most adverse reaction was Mike. He yeah. went through the roof. Like, he was really upset. Um, but it was just interesting how, um, and then, and then obviously I've had lots of experience with it ever since. And that was <laughs> that just, was just the start. <laughs> that was just the start. <laughs> but so it just, but if you know, I I had clicked on that to read it about me, so I had fed the industry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also I think we're quite lucky that you most of the time have really good perspective on negative stuff about you as in they don't know me it's factually inaccurate I don't think anyone's ever written any of the bad stuff written about you has never been accurate or fair if you see what I mean I bet she's bad in bed it's just is a pointless stupid thing to say obviously inaccurate it's obviously inaccurate and that's why Mike was so offended um but but do you know what I mean? that's a, that's just a stupid thing to say about someone it doesn't mean anything um so yeah and and you but I can see how and I think partly what what's good about the way we work is that if you didn't have me necessarily people without someone to work with might not have that support of someone going yeah but it's actually it's a really pointless thing to say and if you're there on your own internalising it and, and having to sort of support your other half or your kids who are going to be reading that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, you, I, mean, you, I think it must be really alienating. You're on YouTube and you've had your fair share. You know, you had yeah. one person, didn't you, that it was like the same person over and over again. Yeah. And my internal tussle that I have, right, and I'd, I'd love to know your opinion on this, both people listening and Chippy, right? Is it better, as, as like a normal human being, uh, if, if there is a, a such thing as normal, mm. if someone came up to me in Tesco's and went, I bet you're bad in bed, I'd punch them. You, know, you know, I am quite a gobby mancunian when yeah. I have to be. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, very, I very rarely go full mank, but, you know, when I do... I love it. <laughs> yeah, right? But, but I dig at anyone. But I think what people don't realise, and I think you found... At a time when you had quite a, a bad time with online bullying. Mm. And I think another thing about, in general, being in the public eye in whatever form, 
it's not only what that per what that bully is saying it's people telling you that they've seen it or oh, people God, flagging it to you yeah and actually one thing <clears throat> that my my family have always said they think is a good thing about me which is rare is that <laughs> I don't really care what people think and if somebody doesn't like me if I don't know who they are or I don't like them, I don't care. I really care about what my, my, my close friends think, obviously. But if if you were like, oh, so-and-so said that you're fat, I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care. But I think that's quite rare. And I think lots of people, and I don't care because it doesn't matter to me what they think. It's not my business. Yeah. And I don't need to know. And I almost think less of the person telling me because I'm like, well, why did you feel the need to tell me? I wouldn't know what they were saying. Yeah. So if I I didn't know. So I think the problem is, is, is when people out of the, out of a good place Mm. say, oh, did you know that so-and-so said this about you? And actually it's like, well, I can't do anything. What do you want me to do with this information? Yeah. If so-and-so has said I'm bad in, they they assume I'm bad in bed do I, am I expected, to, what do you want to me go to do with this? Do you want me to send a home vid to, or do you want me to say to them, you, so-and-so said, you said that I've said, you said, you know, you can't get into that. And actually I'm always saying to you, keep your blinkers on. You can just think about what you want and what you're working towards and what you're, where you're going. And you kind of have to not think about what other people are doing. And it's very difficult. I think if you are in the public eye, and you probably have people saying, oh, did you see what they said in the Daily Mail about you? Yeah. Or don't read the Daily Mail. Yeah, it's horrible. It, that, that actually was, when I was going to that really bad summer, that was one of the worst things because I would log on and I'd have 20 messages from people going, oh, babe, I'm really sorry about the blood whatever. Blood. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that I keep saying to people, oh, my God, unfollowing people on Instagram especially that make you feel bad is the most liberating thing because Instagram is not real life. There are loads of people, you know, that aren't on Instagram, don't know what it is and yeah. their lives are vastly different to those of us who are slaves to social and media. That, another quite another, another thing that I heard someone say, I can't remember what program it was, but they said how many, like truthfully, if you go on social media, is your life better or worse when you leave that app most people get off an app feeling worse about themselves yeah i mean i and, but that's the, the only, thing i think it's the only app that i leave giggling is tiktok yeah Every exactly and like, i'm worried Jesus about when that Christ. changes for me but today you know i spent a lot of time yesterday on tiktok and i so today i was like i'm not even opening the app because i need to get some stuff done today um but I think that's the thing is if even if say say you're being bullied by someone and you block them on Instagram and that's great because it is literally like they've fallen off the edge of the earth. But then if you have people in your inbox saying, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry that so and so said this about you or did you see what? And it's like you can block that, but you can't you can't block everyone. And I think no, people, and my, and my and I think people is- have to be very careful about. passing that information on if you see what I mean if they see something negative you don't necessarily need to go and tell the person no 
but they but I also it. think that this delete and block culture I'm not sure how I feel about it because part of me thinks it's probably the healthiest way to deal hmm. with it but because out of sight out of mind but then the other part of me thinks but no because if this was in real life in Tesco's or if we were at school and someone had said this to me I wouldn't just walk off like I would have to say something and like no and but in real life they wouldn't have said that to you and that's the problem is that in real life very few people would have the the balls or the the inclination or whatever to go up to someone they don't really know and say I think you're really probably bad in bed <laughs> you know what I mean they're unlikely to see you in in Tesco's and be like oh there's Gemma I've always wanted to tell her something <laughs> you know and I think that's the the difference is do you have to treat it in you know you treat real life like real life and you treat social media like social media and I think yeah. you therefore if someone's behaving in a way that you think well you wouldn't do this in real life then you can treat them in a way that you wouldn't do in real life and you can block them yeah and it is anxiety inducing and I have noticed I mean I've segue noticed, there. yeah check <laughs> me out how I'm not on the radio I don't know and there was a seamless link that was <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think it is really linked to anxiety and I've noticed like I you have your type of anxiety you, you have health anxiety which you spoke about last week mm. and I have my own different type of anxiety and my anxiety which I don't have, I mean I've briefly touched on the fact that I have anxiety but I don't I've never actually told anyone what my anxiety is surrounding so I'm going to tell mm. everyone now because I think a lot of people have asked like mm. they want to talk about it because the conversation is opening up. So mm. when I was 18, I had um, a problem with my heart, which had a very... <gasps> Fleetwood Mac. Is that Fleetwood Mac. Is that a song? Is it a when song? When you were dancing to Fleetwood Mac. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, sorry. No, that, that, it was shared. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Gypsies, tramps, and yeah. thieves. I remember because there was one so, week where literally every song I listened to, you were like, oh, I can't listen to that. <laughs> and it was Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. So when I was 18, I was spinning around to Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, like you do in your bedroom. And all of a sudden, my heart started to go super, super fast. And it's got a, it's got a fancy name. Anyway, it was going at about 180, 200 beats per minute, which is fairly yeah. fast, right? Yeah. And it couldn't get it down. So my mum panicked. So she took me to A&E and they had to electric shock my heart, which was petrifying. Yeah. And I was diagnosed with this thing called supraventricular tachycardia, right? Amazing name. Which made my heart beat really fast. And in the end, I had to have a little operation and I haven't had it since. But when... Um, it's funny how things stick with you. And I remember mm. once I was in hospital having one of these episodes and the doctor said, I'm like, I'm really scared. Am I going to die? He's like, no, no, you won't die. And look, you know, if anything bad happens, you'll probably faint first. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sorry. Helpful. I know. But I'd weird? find that so relaxing. How, how, how like weird that your brain hooks onto mm. things. And I took that as like, I'm fine. I'm fine as long as I don't feel faint. 
And four years, I would get anxious, hyperventilate, start to feel dizzy. But you know why that is? Why? Because anxiety is anxiety is anxiety. We all have the same. Yeah. But your anxiety will pick something that you can't control. Yeah. And that will be your thing. And there's absolutely no way that you can control whether you faint or not. But I've never actually fainted. You can make yourself faint fainted by hyperventilating. Of, I fainted a couple of times when I was pregnant, but I've never fainted as a result of that anxiety. Yeah. No, no, but what I mean is your anxiety, you can't control whether you faint or not. And your no. anxiety knows that. And so it's going to fixate on that. I can't control whether we get a sick bug or not. I can wash my hands. I can do whatever. But if someone pukes near my kid and my kid gets a sick bug at school, there's nothing I can do about that. I can't, we can't live in this house without going out forever. And that is why my anxiety has, that's why it's, I can't control it. What's your, like, my top, what's your top tip? How do you, when you feel anxious? Because I know a lot of people wanted to talk about this today. So what's your, like, top tip? What, oh, what works for you? What... And that's it. You've done your 30 minutes. And so I would say if it's really bad, I know that people don't like medication and I'm not saying that everyone should go on medication, but I definitely think going to speak to your GP is a good idea because the last time I went to speak to my GP about it, I didn't go about that. I went about feeling sick. I went because I had felt like I had morning sickness and he Luckily, I have a really good doctor who looked at my hands and I had been obsessively washing them and they were cracked all along the knuckles and bleeding. And my husband had been really pushy about me going to the doctor. And I think he knew that I was obsessively washing my hands. And the doctor was like, I think I think you're obsessed with sick bugs. And I think it's anxiety. And I think that's why you feel sick. And I thought this was nonsense. And then I did start taking anti-anxiety pills and stop feeling sick and and I know that sounds to lots of people who are anti-medication really silly but if you've got three kids and you feel like you have morning sickness every day for eight months it's really hard to live your life if you're feeling that sick and you're being sick a lot of people can identify with that my when I was bad I used to set myself a task to three do three things a day so do something that's going to help your body whether that's mm. go for you know like just a move walk. A, yeah. a walk do something practical so like when I was going through a divorce this sort of got me through every day so that like, might have been changed the utility bill back into my name and not mm-hmm. joint names anymore just one practical thing because mm-hmm. just being able to tick one thing off a list helps yeah and then do something that's going to help you emotionally so whether that's phone your friend or you know just or I don't know move some pictures around the house and just those three things just something emotional something practical and something physical yeah just keeps the wheels I know so and that's so I um I have been noticing I don't know whether I'm become more in tune to my hormones or I'm convinced I'm perimenopausal I probably I probably will say this on every single podcast I think I'm perimenopausal um but um I've noticed that around the time at certain times of the month I feel really energized. I'm like, and I was like, there must be something around this because I could start to see patterns. Mm. Anyway, I downloaded this app called My Flow or Flow Living or something like that. And it's 
it it was like it talks about how your hormones like basically how a man has a 24-hour hormone cycle yeah right which is and if you have any small ears and you can put them away now they have um a spike in progesterone or testosterone whichever the sex or male sex hormone is in the morning which is why most men um morning glory erection erection yeah i'm going to use the technical term for it chippy because we're not children i'm a Um, child (laughs) yeah so that's the so the male body has 24 hour um Mm. hormonal cycle and the world we live in is very much geared to the male hormonal cycle yeah and the female hormonal cycle is 28 day hormonal cycle so we we are not only do we have this daily rhythm we also have Mm. this monthly rhythm oh my god it's like literally changed my life so it's really if it's the one i'm thinking about as well what i really liked about it and i the only reason I, i stopped having it is because since i have the coil right everything's out of whack yeah but i really like the fact that it says if it's the same one that i'm thinking of it says things like what to eat yes but not only that it tells you what to do in the stages of your cycle so like i am currently tmi in the luteal phase of my cycle which means time in your cycle when your hormones and your whole body is geared to getting stuff done i am on my period that's when you're very introspective and um you're always going to self-healing mode. Yeah, and that's and why you want to sit there and eat a packet of Pringles in your onesie. Because yeah. that's what your hormones want you to and, do. And and what I really loved about that app was that it was like, this is what you should be doing. You should be eating a packet of Pringles in your onesie. Yeah. And it was and and um yeah, I really liked that. It was like it, it didn't say what to eat is in Pringles, but it was like what to eat. You need more fat. You, you need, need more, more fat. So you need lots of protein or whatever. And I thought, yeah. God, that's really interesting because I've just blarred through life, not really paying attention to my hormones at and all. And pushing through that. And pushing through, through it. Week and where I you was, feel really tired. Yeah. And what I've done is I, I've, I've worked it out and I, I scheduled my working month. I did a bit of an experiment. Yeah. And I, in my um, ovulatory phase, I planned in a load of um, creative stuff, a load of strategy, you know, strategic meetings and that thing. And then in the luteal phase, I planned to do a lot of writing. I planned to do like, you know, just like the Mm. bare bones operational stuff. And then like next week when I know that, or the end of this week when I know that my period is coming, I've really pulled back and I don't feel guilty about it because it's almost kind of like Tom. It's kind of like Tom. Because I know it's okay, it's going to get done. And I've I planned for it. It's, it's not going to be I, a surprise that the day I've, yeah. I've planned to get loads done, I actually feel like lying on the sofa eating minstrels. Yeah, it's, 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 I've planned for it. Yeah, and I've, that's and I've so good. Um, so it was Do really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why women synchronise. Oh, that's interesting. Do you think that that women synchronise so that if, because obviously they'll synchronise if they're living together or working together. I used to synchronise with the women I worked with. Yeah, I did. They would synchronise with me because I was always on the pill and I worked with people who weren't. Anyway, but but we'd all end up syncing. But do you think that's so that our lives together would be in, in sync? It's not even about your periods being in sync. It's about those phases of how you're feeling and what potentially yeah whereas at night I'm like bam I'm ready I can do loads of work 
but and it, I mean it also links in as well with exercise so like, obviously mm. I'm tra- training for a half marathon and like the, the so you your energy levels you're more just you just you know you're more able to do a certain type of exercise at a certain time of the month so in this, the luteal phase cardio in when you're on your period no cardio no this is exactly so this is what triggered it all for me the first time that I admitted something was really wrong I'd gone for a run on the second day of my period and then I thought I was going to die and so I'd gone for a run in the morning I'd planned a day where I was going to be really efficient yeah and I literally felt like I was dying I had to lie on the sofa I had that horrible thing where you need to eat and you feel sick do you know what I mean because you've yeah. you've got like the shakes yeah um and I thought my god this something terrible's happened and I sent me- uh, Sally a message women with sparkle yeah and said I think I'm dying something's really bad um and I said, you know, I've got really heavy periods. And she was like, well, what have you done today? And I said, well, I went for a run. And she was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? And I was like, what? And she was like, don't go for a run when you're on your period. And I was like, but it's never been a problem before. And she was like, yeah, well, it's a problem now. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's a real problem. And I had no idea. And I think especially our generation, maybe, maybe not so much now, but at school, there was you got no, on with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was no... We were just taught that that's what happens. You get your period once a month. You just deal with it. Do you know what I mean? And I think at no point did anyone say, yeah, she probably... If you've got your period, let's not make you do a cross-country run. So I think that, yeah, tying in that to the fact that, you know, if you have anxiety and you're beating yourself up about it, I was I was then started thinking about it in terms of Tom and like your housework and like don't embark on boot camp. Yes. On your on your period, because no, 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 no. You've not got the energy. Boot camp needs to be done. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll write about it. Maybe I'll do a yeah, blog. Yeah, do a blog it. because because you now know about the phases. It, you'd be able to, to say in the little phase yeah so you can say which is when i can't remember before the, so after, after you've ovulated just after you've ovulated before, so you yeah. can be like after you've ovulated do boot camp and i think that's the thing is that because as you say we are whether whether people like to admit it or not our entire society is male dominated and structured around men's time and men's yeah organization um if if we started to factor in our time based on women's cycles or women's not i don't mean women's cycles as in you must plan your entire existence around your period but what <laughs> i mean is it's, it's loads around your get more affected by their hormones than they realise. Let's, let's finish with um, what we liked about this week. You go first, because I need to think. Oh, God, I don't know. What did I like about this week? Oh, God, it was half term. Oh, God. Yeah. So I really liked... I've not been in a great place mentally. I wouldn't say that I was depressed or anxious, but it's like my head is treakily, and I think... That is a depressing. Mine's exactly the same. 
Mercury moment. is in retrograde, Gemma. So always, Mercury is always mm. in sod in retrograde. Yeah, Does she spend I... any time anywhere else? Like, <laughs> someone needs I to think, tell us she needs to get out more. I think that's the thing. And I... So, yeah, I've been feeling really truthfully brained. And we were talking about it before we came on where it's really hard to get enthusiastic and pumped up, which both of us need to do at various times for our jobs. Um when your brain is like treacle because it's not even like you're feeling depressed it's like you literally can't get your brain together to <laughs> to think about it but what i quite liked was that i took my kids to my mum's in hampshire last week at the beginning of the week just for a couple of days i wish we'd gone for longer actually um and because of my treacly brain coupled with what I thought was really good organisation with my husband turned out not to be. Um, <laughs> I properly took those couple of days off mm. and just, we went to national trust houses and we nice. did Harry Potter colouring and I had a movie night with Ned. Um, and that was really nice. I mean, and it felt weird cause I was like, I literally haven't spoken to Gemma for a day. That's odd. Um, but I was. But like, you enjoyed it. it. But I was like, but it's <laughs> half term. Yeah. And there, I know that in the blink of an eye, the children will be bigger, and I will miss Harry Potter coloring. Um. So that's that was my good thing about this week. What was yours? My good thing is that I am working on something that I'm not allowed to tell anyone yet about. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. Um. And my good thing is that I overcame mum guilt. Yeah. this weekend and I have booked into <gasps> a very posh hotel I oh mean like God, so jealous I mean it's it's amazing it's, oh. I mean it's only half an hour train ride away so that I can go and do what you need to do away. yeah and and work solidly oh. without any distractions but like it was such a mental tussle I'm like oh but I, sh- I, I in my head my thought process was that go and do that because that's what I'd recommend somebody else to do and then the other part of my brain went Yes, but if you were really organised, you must be a fraud because you would have been able to do it in the time allotted to you and no. you wouldn't need to have to go away to do it. And no, I'm just because like... I think that's the thing. I am similar in that tussle. I think lots of us have it, but yeah. the fact is is that you are doing work that means that you do cook dinner for your kids every night and yeah. you do do bar time not for your big kids but do you know what I mean and and so you have decided that rather than being that angry stressed mum who's not able to get get the headspace to get the work it's better for you to go away get it done so yeah I'm and I'm, I'm still kind of nervous about it because I know that when I'm there I'll be like Oh my god, it's amazing! This bed's amazing. I mean, it's got a roll tub bath in the oh room. You know that what but will happen I'll, is you'll I'm be doing like... what you need to do, and there'll be a knock on the door, and it'll be me with my swimming costume. <laughs> you can't go in the roll top bath. It'd be sad to be sad to uh, waste it. You just carry on. But I know that the other part of my brain will be like, "Oh, poor Mike. He's at home with three kids, and he's this is his weekend." But but how but how many I'm times has he? It's that mum guilt. How many times yeah. has he been away? With work, well, he's going yeah. next week, and then he's going again the week after. But yeah, it it's okay because he's a man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's how it feels like when he's a man, and it's his job 
making him go away, whereas yes. you work for yourself. So yes. it seems like it's optional. So I forced myself, yes, that's the thing, it's optional. And I'm being really, um, it's it's really indulgent to allow myself the time. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I mean, that's I mean, the that's... thing. So when we, you were talking yesterday about Liverpool, and yeah. you were like, shall I book us a hotel? And I was like, no, it's 3.5 hours. We yeah. can do it there and back, blah, blah, blah. And we'll be filming all day. And, blah, blah. and then I was like, and no. you will both be exhausted yeah. and unhappy and actually probably neither of our husbands would do that they'd stay yeah but because uh, because of the way that we're programmed we're like yeah sure four hours there on the train whole day of filming four hours back (laughs) why not i mean that's eight hours travel who doesn't want to do that at least because then you'd have to go back to kent (laughs) do you know what i mean but we're like yeah that's doable and then eventually, and then you were like, no, I think, think I will book it. I was like, okay, Gemma. Yeah, you're right. And it's that mum guilt of like, we yeah. have to make that decision for ourselves. Hey, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link. There's this fancy thing that we can do. I'm going to put a link on the description to this podcast. And you can send in your questions. <gasps> you can record them. And we can use them. No. So if you have a question, obviously you don't have to give your name if you don't want to. You, it can be literally about anything. This is um, the future. Just don't ask me if I'm bad in bed. <laughs> we can get Mike to answer that. Oh, um, yeah, so like you can record much. your questions and we can um, pick the best ones. And so we can exciting. Put them into the pod, 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 pod cast. So tell, talk me through it. There's a link at the bottom. They click on the link click on the link and then you can it's almost like leaving a voicemail okay perfect and they can leave a voicemail and we can in, we can sort of like drop drop it very technical term into the audio on the on the app in the next episode <laughs> let's get that's, interacting that's 